Hey everyone, my name is Drake and um, welcome to, this is episode 2 of the Drake Martinez podcast. If you tuned in last week, I uh, pretty much just like gave a brief introduction about myself, or not so brief, depending on your definition of brevity, and then I got into a little bit about the main thing that I've learned over the years of playing music, which is never give up and never give up on your dreams and pursue it even if it doesn't result in anything. Pursue it because it's what you love to do with your life. And whether you're an accountant or, you know, selling out, you know, stadiums and whatnot, like, we all love music. Everyone that's gotten into this game loves the game, loves this, like, the the feeling of learning something new, the feeling of, like, bringing joy to people through the sounds that you make. And um, the expression that you can make of, of, like, learning a new song or... Or creating a new song and having that experience is like second to none. Or playing something perfectly or as close to perfectly as you can make it. And um, it's really a beautiful thing. It's really a beautiful art form. Um, it's probably our oldest art form. And I think that speaks to the universal language of music and the joy and simplicity of just like making sounds is to people. It um, so actually before we get into, so I was going to talk a little bit about like things that have happened over the years of like musicianship for me and like what has made me a better musician. Um, but I'd say that before we can even get into that, I'd have to say that it's just the pure love of music that, you know, there's certain songs that are going to like sometimes just like bring something out of you. Like you're like, man this artist like really brought like their heart and their soul to this song and I can feel it. I can feel like a new depth of sadness or a new depth of joy that I didn't know a song could like bring out of me, you know? And, um, so I'm not going to say like a song could make you the saddest you've ever felt in your life because that's, that's probably not the case. Like we, we have, we have tragedy happen to us all the time, but what a song can do, I think is, connect you to that moment and connect you to another person's moment and bridge that gap so that you understand like man like we're all we're all one like the like the artist made me feel what they felt at some point and and that's super powerful and i think the last time that i like i i wouldn't say like i wept but like i really cried man i really like felt the depth of like man this is this is a really deep song and it wasn't even necessarily like the lyrics, it was just like the like the mood and like the soundscape and the um the instrumentation. A lot of it from the bass guitarist, um, Aston Barrett from Bob Marley and the Wailers. It's a it's I would say it's a very like un not very well known song. It's called Baby We Got a Date. Not sure which album it's on. Maybe To Catch a Fire. Not really sure. It's been years since it might have, it might be years since I listened to it. But it, I listened to this uh, this record a lot when I was like really becoming, when I really started advancing as a bass guitarist, and I think um, we'll get into that in a minute, like uh, about musicianship. But first, on the song is when I was studying it, I was listening to a lot of like the bass guitarist Aston Barrett's style and how he switches. So if you you have to listen to this song if you haven't listened to it before. And the, the, the mood of the song switches so dramatically. 
And um, it's, again, it's called Baby We Got a Date. And he has like a very like upbeat. The song has a very upbeat, but it's highly driven by the bass, which is not, you know, which is very typical of um of reggae, especially their style of reggae. And it has a very like upbeat, beautiful, like melodic major kind of sound for the bass. It's like boom, 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 boom. And then out of nowhere, it switches to a very minor, like dreary, dragging kind of sound where it goes like doom, boom, ba doom, boom, 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 boom. Dum, ba, boom, boom. And it just, it, man, it really hit me. It hit me. I was like, that is just so typical of life, you know? Um, I think especially when you're at that, like, young age of, like, 14, 15, 16, and you're, you're dating, you know? Like, you're falling in love, or you think you're falling in love, and, like, it feels like the end of the world when you have that crushing blow. It's like one minute you're like on cloud nine. You're like, oh, she loves me. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden she's like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. You're just a, you know, you were just like a fling. And you're like, oh, man, my world is crushed. You know, <laughs> you know. but that's not just also when you're like you're 14, 15. That's also like real life. You know, it happens, I think, a lot like during that time because you're like you're not as like stable emotionally or at least maybe I wasn't. But I think that's just the case with a lot of people. But that also could just be life in general, where you never know when bad things can happen. And I think that reminds me a lot also of the song Yesterday um, by the Beatles, like how powerful that the, the, the swings in life can be. You know, because a lot of things don't take years or days or weeks or months to, to transition. Sometimes it's, the, it's an afternoon. Sometimes in the that afternoon tragedy strikes you, you or you know a loved one says something that just like you know something happens that ha- like just cuts your cuts your heart out and um in that 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 demarcation of like yesterday everything was cool and great and now like my whole life is upside down I think a lot of people can relate to and uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers did a great job of expressing that in the song. That, like, the chorus is so dreary and, like, sad, but the verse is not. It's, like, the total opposite. So definitely check that out. But you know, going back to, like, this theme of today's um, podcast, or this week's podcast, rather, is this notion of like paying attention to the emotional effect that music has on us because it has a very profound emotional effect um i think on for many if not most people on the in the world you know there might be uh you know a handful of people or whatnot that are just like yeah it doesn't do anything for me but i'd say for the vast majority of us it has a super profound um profound impact so I think as a musician, what you have to do is, regardless of what instrument you're playing, is you have to listen to songs and listen to the songs that move you. And I think 
when you listen to those songs and you learn them, you learn the parts of that instrument that really move you. And what sort of happens is I think in a lot of cases it gets like demystified. And you're, you then go through a process of like, oh, that thing that I was like so amazed at is like really not that hard. Or it's not necessarily a, like a, a problem of, um, of difficulty. It's more of like a problem of understanding like how to make those sounds on, that, on your instrument. It could be very simple, but it could also be very difficult. It doesn't really matter. The main issue is that once you learn how to do it, the sounds that were so mystical and so like amazing to you be kind of become kind of mundane. And I think that's like a curse of being a musician is over time you have fewer and fewer of those moments of euphoria or sadness from listening to music that it becomes more analytical and it becomes more um, dissecting when you're listening to music and it's a good and a bad place to be at I think it's good because you're you're almost like spending time at your instrument even when you're away from it you're like okay yeah they're doing this or doing that and then you also pick up a lot on like um like their song structure, production, or even when you become like a, like you start getting into audio engineering, like how the song got engineered, you can start hearing that, and you're almost like working when you're away from like the computer, you're away from your instrument, and you and you put those ideas together, and then you start to implement them into your own, which is a great place to be at. But like I said, it also like demystifies the the process, and makes it less likely that like when you do listen to something that you're gonna be like totally moved by it. You know, maybe that's just me, but I feel like that's that's logical. That's the logical outcome of becoming a professional musician is I'm not saying it goes away completely. It's just more rare that you listen to something and you're like, wow, like my heart just got like shot out of my chest or like, you know, or I feel like a new level of euphoria that I didn't know I could achieve from listening to music. I think those those situations happen um, le- less and less frequently as you grow in your musicianship. Um, but uh, don't discourage you because there's a whole, whole different level of joy that happens when you become connected um, to music like that. Especially once you start making the transition to becoming a an artist yourself. Um, that like you can be like, oh wow, you know, that art just like came through me. And I think a lot of times like I don't. Like when I do write something, I don't think of it as like it came from me. I think that it's more of like it came through me. And it's a very subtle difference, but it's a difference that I think is very profound. I think a lot of the times that like when we're making music, when we're making good music, I think especially, like music that other people are going to really enjoy, um, and and maybe even ourselves. That's you know, that's that's like the whole that's like part of the goal. I think the primary goal is to make music that people will listen to. And the secondary one is make music that you will enjoy. Uh, sorry, music that pe- that people in general will enjoy and then you. But anyways, um, I think that that's part of like the process of um, when you're 
when you're like making music is you're you're not really like it's not like really like coming from you it's not it does and it doesn't but it's mostly i think something that you discover like when i come up with a riff and i'm like oh man that riff is like really cool um where did it come from well i feel like it came from like this almost like this catalog of a library of like the all the potential sounds that are in the universe of music that's like it's infinite language and then like your unique experiences like went through the library and like found that sound <laughs> or found or found that unique like riff and then brought it brought it to this earth realm like like mortal Kombat almost <laughs> you know so um it's a it's a good spot to be at um but for those of you out there that are learning your instrument, um, I'm not going to get into like music theory. I'm not going to get into any of that kind of stuff. Um, on my YouTube channel, I got like, um, I think like a lot of pretty decent chi uh, tips and, uh, and like almost, um, it's really simple ways of like dissecting and understanding music theory, especially on the guitar. Um, so definitely check that out. I'm not going to bore you guys to death of music theory on here but i will say in general that it is very important i think because what it does is um i think if you learn like tabs and if you learn like from just like listening which learning from just listening is, is amazing but understanding music theory i think helps you to understand the meta language of music so that you can really just move like what they call like diatonically uh, with a lot of simplicity uh, or very very simply when you're playing with new people and you're playing songs because that's like the whole point right the whole point of playing music is to play music with other people so if you're playing in a set uh regardless of where you're playing at and um you know like oh this song is in the key of g major well you know like where all your notes are so you don't really have that fear anymore you know like the things that you can fall back on you know, like your like your limits of like where you can start experimenting, and you know, like um, especially when you start grooving, like the new places that you can go to. But if you're not really grooving and it's just kind of like a gig, and you're you're kind of just like doing, you know, it by the numbers, then like you know exactly where to play, and there goes that fear, there goes that um, anxiety, and then when those things are gone, your confidence replaces it, and with confidence comes like your real musicianship, your real actual sound. And I think um, a lot of guitar players don't understand the importance of confidence. Um, a lot of the times what, what separates a, a guitar player's sound that is not good as opposed to a guitar player's sound that is excellent is not necessarily the um, complexity of the things that they're playing. It's more of their attack and their commitment and confidence in the things in the in the sounds that they are making that they know like oh if i hit this string um at this fret in this context it's going to sound good right i can also do this i can also do this whereas a guitar player that doesn't have that confidence is like all right i'm just gonna play this chord real quick right here and then uh, okay that sounded pretty good you know those two level those two levels of confidence are worlds apart so when you understand music theory and when you understand um, how to access the fretboard of and where to move, you don't even really need to know that much. If you can really learn this, like 
like where everything is on the fretboard in probably like two weeks is really all it takes is to learn each of the major scale positions. It probably takes like two weeks. Again, go to my YouTube page. Um, it's Drake Martinez music or at Drake Martinez music. And um, I got plenty of videos on there that'll show all this kind of stuff. Anyways, moving forward. Another thing that I think will help you, regardless of what your instrument is, is to spend time. I kind of alluded to this in the um, last week's episode, which is spend time at your instrument away from your instrument. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times when we're, we play an instrument not from um, a level of like I'm playing music right on my instrument it's usually like from like an understanding or perspective rather of i'm playing my instrument i think that's not the best way to look at it the best way to look at it or a better way to look at it rather is i'm playing music on my instrument so what's where's another thing that you can play music it's actually like your mouth and like from your mind so i think what happens is over the years Let's say you've been playing like me. You've been playing guitar for 26 years. Is you have sort of like these finger patterns that are like ingrained in your fingers, like in like in your muscle memory, the same way that walking is. That's a great thing. To, that's a great place to be at. But it's also a bad spot because you're sort of like limited like over the years you should have had like developed like different methods of like a finger patterns got it cool you know but not everyone's an eddie van halen right a lot of us are just trying to make music and the easiest way to do that over the years like once you have enough level of confidence in your in your instrument and you've written some stuff you have all these things going on for you you know, maybe you're an expert at the, um, you know, of of a basic level of music theory, which is really all that you need is a basic understanding. And, you know, you're sort of at a rut. Your your licks all sound the same. Um, you know, you're noodling and like all of like the riffs that you're making are just like they're not really hitting. Inspiration can come at you at, at, a, at any point in time. And what I actually do is when I think of a, if I'm walking down the street, you know, by myself, I might make like I might just start start singing, but something like that, right? And then when I come up with something, I'm like, oh, that sounds actually pretty kind of catchy. I'll record it on my phone, and then next week I'm like, whatever have you, whatever the the riff is, record that one. And then when I sit down on my guitar. I'll be like, hey, let me let me grab that riff real quick, the one that I thought of like when I was walking. Let me see how that how will that will look on the guitar. And you know, let me see how that will look on the guitar. And then there might be a totally different finger patterning than the one that you're used to doing. Another thing that I really recommend is to play music on the guitar that you don't really listen to. Or an instrument that um or play the part of an instrument that's not the guitar on your guitar. And you'll see new finger pattern new finger patterns come up and new ways of playing um, and making melodies that like you you weren't you weren't doing before. So for example, I think one thing that really helped me out was 
um, learning like saxophone guitar part, uh, saxophone parts on the guitar, and a really fun one that's kind of like cheesy, but like like at least like cool like to show off to like people, is that George Mong. It's like never, I'm never gonna dance again. That that saxophone part is like is really cool. You know that's that part. Yeah, learn that part or learn like Kenny G's parts on this on this from the saxophone on the guitar. Um, it, it just makes it fun, makes it interesting, and makes you do new things that you wouldn't do on your guitar. Um, and then vice versa, if you're like a saxophone player, learn a guitar part on there, or uh, if you're a keyboard player, learn some guitar solos, etc. Like you, this 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 channel's not just for guitar players. Um, it's, it's for all musicians and for non-musicians, people that just love music. Um, yeah, so I think like those are really great ways that you can grow in your musicianship and, um, thinking about playing music with just your mouth and your mind, recording the things that you come up with and revisiting them and then bringing it to the instrument that you're, you know, that's your primary instrument is a really fun and unique way to express yourself differently than you would normally do from like the constrictions of like your of your muscle memory based off of your fingers and how they move throughout the years so that would be my advice and um thanks for tuning in guys it's uh and ladies it's been real fun chatting with you guys uh hope that you enjoy the content so far um feel free to hit me up on or give me a follow hit me up on social media as uh, Drake Martinez Music on Facebook and YouTube follow my channel and um, you know and then check out my my new album it's called Fujiwara Effect by The Water Bear uh, my favorite song on there is called Foosball in Mexico another good one is Electro Nice and then it seems like the number one favorite on there is called Life in 4 Minutes really funky track um, yeah so next week um I'm going to talk a little bit more about, you know, I haven't really decided, but check it, check us out for next week. We'll have another um, episode coming up and it's going to be a good one. All right. Thanks for tuning in. This is Drake from Drake Martinez Music, the podcast. I'm going to be signing out. 